0: Are you ready to live your best life be stronger and fall in love with yourself it's possible and it's inside you but you need to unlock the power within welcome to fearlessly authentic with jody harrison bauer jody used to be afraid to take risks it took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there along with her guests and their stories jody will help you to live your best life ever now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I am so happy to have you here with me. If you are a new time listener, welcome to the show. This is the show where we educate you, empower you with that education, entertain you a little bit, and inspire you to live your most fearlessly authentic life because look, I spent way too much time not doing it. And you know, what are we all here for if we are not living our best life ever? And I am so excited to have you here with my guests, especially at the kind of beginning of the new year, January 11th is when we are recording this. And I'm just, you know, this is when everybody starts thinking about how do I want 2024 to appear for me? And it's not just wishing, we need to have goals. So let me introduce you first, Kathleen Cameron. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm just honored to be here today.
1: I am honored to have you here because manifestation is a word that people throw around, and I want to get into the nitty gritty today. So a little bit about Kathleen before we get started. Kathleen Cameron, a dynamic success and manifestation coach, transitioned from a registered nurse to an eight-figure entrepreneur building a $10 million business in two years. In 2019, amid the pandemic, she resigned from her healthcare leadership role, turning fear into an opportunity to share her story with those facing global stress. Whoa, we have so much to talk about, but I really would love for you, because I've heard you tell your story about how you went from being a nurse, having a great job, having a family, what really happened? Give us, tell us everything.
2: Yeah, so I always say that the life that I was living prior to like this new life I've transitioned into now um, was from the outside a really great successful life like nobody would look at that and be like, but you weren't winning. What are you talking about? You know, I had a successful nursing career. I was in healthcare administration. So I was earning close to $100,000 a year with a pension, with benefits, two kids, you know, a husband. We owned our own home uh, in um, Ontario, Canada. And so, you know, things would appear to have been really great on the outside. And they were, technically speaking. But when I met, um, my, uh, mentor Bob Proctor, and that's where I learned manifestation and law of attraction was through Bob. When I met him in September of 2019, I was actually in one of the lowest moments of my life. I had put on a whole bunch of weight that I had lost, you know, in the pursuit of trying to meet a beauty standard and a beauty ideal. I I'd put a bunch of weight on, I had gotten sick because of the unhealthy habits that I used to lose that weight. Um, my business wasn't really growing. You know, I had this, um uh, online sales business that I was working on, I had quit nursing because I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but it just wasn't growing. And I was tired. And when I met him, it was like this idea of so you're telling me that I can actually like achieve more in my life, enjoy the journey and actually do like less. And it was so absurd. Like everywhere else, it was like, you've got to work harder. Like you got to do more. You got to be more disciplined, more consistent, hustle more, you know? And so that, that intrigued me. And, and I kind of followed some of the things that he, he suggested. And very quickly, my life started to change and things started to happen effortlessly and with ease. And it seemed almost magical. Like it, I would write something down, and it would happen, and it would show up, and and you know stop things. Could I stop, you? From,
1: Could I stop yeah. you right there? Because so many people, myself included, have heard people say that, and people like you who coach others based on what you learned, because our mess is our message and becomes our purpose, right?
2: Yeah.
1: How how difficult was, was it for you to? Change your thought process. You were sad. You d- you didn't feel healthy. How much work did it take? Because people want to know the secret, and we're going to get into it. Yeah. But just just you know, an overview of how uh, you did it
2: in in September of 2019. Actually, uh, I say that that was the first awakening that I had, and what I mean by that is that I went within for the first time. So much of my life was to live without. So everything was about the outside world, what other people thought, what other people believed, what I shouldn't be doing, appearances, you know. And even if I think about my career, I studied how to be a good nurse, how to be a good leader. I took courses on how to do something, but I never took a course on how to be something. And that's very different. So that's when I went within and I started to ask myself, who am I? Like, who am I? What do I believe to be true about myself? What makes me happy? What makes me sad? What aggravates me and what makes me really inspired? What would I love to do? What do I hate to do? And so going within and doing that identity work and self-concept work i spent a solid 30 days every single day journaling about myself um and i really found her and i realized you know who kathleen this woman in that moment was that i believed i i was and then i started to unpack it so the subsequent two months mm-hmm. is when i started to question some of the underlying beliefs i held about me and so the every belief that i turned from a wrong or a small thought into an empowering thought started to create magic in my life. Give me an example. One of the biggest beliefs, I just posted a reel on my Instagram uh, yesterday about this. One of the biggest beliefs that I found was laying within my consciousness that I wasn't fully aware of was that you needed to be thin to be successful. And so I spent my entire life, I mean, I was 37 years old when I decided to stop losing weight for the first time, 37. 37. And the reason I stopped losing weight was because I decided, no, I actually don't believe that I have to be thin to be successful, and so I'm gonna stop trying to lose the weight. And many and people, guess what
1: happened? you started losing the weight, right?
2: Well <laughs> Well, first, I made millions of dollars and mm-hmm. became very, very successful and built a successful company at over three hundred pounds. So I just dropped the whole guilt shame. I love that about yeah. about that and then you know once the business really was off to the to the races and and things were going really well i then went in again and asked okay so now that i don't believe i have to be thin to be successful what do i believe about my body then so now my my focus is health and longevity so i want my body to last me a long time it's not about what it looks like so, so now, yeah, I've released over a hundred pounds in the past year, but not because I'm trying to, or that I want to, but because I want to take care of my body. I want to fuel it. Right. I want to move it and I want it to last me. And so it's a different underlying motivation behind the action that changed everything. And so when I say like, has it been easy? Yeah.
1: So, but something it's very... The very first thing you started manifesting, if I can use that word in the broad term, as you were journaling, because I've been in the fitness industry for 40 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I've been coaching women that long and everybody comes to me to lose weight. Very Mm -hmm. few come to me to say, I want to feel strong in my body. I do have a lot of those ladies who do that, but it's mostly, I want to lose weight. I want to be, we don't ever say the word skinny. And the first thing, um, and I have two grown daughters, and they were never allowed to use the word skinny. It's just not a word we use. It's called healthy. Mm -hmm. So um, the first thing that I would always have somebody do, because that's what always worked, is to journal. Did you see that thumbs up thing? Just go up there. This happens. I swear it's my father. I swear to you, it's my father. I don't understand how this happens. But anyway, um, he did it on the last podcast, too. Mm Mm-hmm. You'll wow. have to t- you'll have to tell me about that. Things used to drop in my fitness studio, like weights would just drop off the rack, and I would say, "Hi, Daddy." Anyway, so uh, they would they always resisted journaling, and yeah. I think that's very hard for a lot of us, myself included. Sometimes I started journaling really hard after my mom passed away two years ago, um, which was really really uh, cathartic for me. But was it scary for you and how do you coach people to dig deep within because most people don't want to face the things that they need to release to take the step over fear or bring the fear with them to have the life they want?
2: Well, this is if you ask me my four step manifestation process, the very first is self awareness. So it there is so many people out there that want to manifest a different life, but they're not willing to look at how they came up with the one that they're living now. And, you know, universal law says that you know, the law of cause and effect says that every single thing that we experience in our lives was directly caused by ourselves, by our consciousness. So there is something within you that's creating the life you live today. And if you're completely unaware of it, you cannot change it. So that's why self-awareness is absolutely number one. So me realizing that I believed that I had to be thin to be successful, that changed my life.
1: Mm.
2: completely because I then never expected success until I was thin. And then I was never holding myself to this thinness. You know, I was never doing it because it was my idea of success was thin. And so it was just a vicious, a vicious cycle. So I had to drop that belief and believe, Hey, I can be successful in the body that I am in now and today. But the biggest shift with the health thing that you'll resonate with so much was that much of the industry, oh, I, I wanted to mention to one of the biggest shifts and you'll resonate with this in terms of the um, the belief system around health and weight loss. Mm-hmm. So much of the world really, really sells us on this idea of weight loss and not health. And so I would have even told you over the course of my like 25 years of trying to lose weight, I would have told you, oh, no, I'm getting healthy. It's a lifestyle change. But when I really went within and I really asked myself, no, it wasn't, it was a about looking thin because the motivation was i want to wear uh, size smaller clothes i want to look good in photos you know i want a smaller butt whatever it was that was the motivation and so when i really realized that and said hey what if it's not about that mm-hmm. what if it truly is about taking care of this body That's what would be that you're- different You know, and so one of the, one of the little tricks that I stopped doing is signing up for like a 10 day, 10 week or 12 week program, because that means that I'm going to change my behavior for 12 weeks.
1: I love that. I, I mean, this is what I've always told my clients. It's not a quick fix. We're not doing this for just 10 weeks. We are just starting in baby steps, but so many people think the way you used to think.
2: Yes. Yes. And.
1: So let's go through you mentioned the seven practices for manifestation and using the law of attraction. We hear about what you think about is what you attract. You repel the things and people that no longer serve you or help you in your life and you attract the ones that do. And I've been through it all. I mean, I just turned 63. I've been through it all. So, um I, you know, I I get it, but I I need for you to educate our listeners, because everybody who's listening to the show, I believe wants to improve something about their life.
2: Absolutely. And I think that that's the, the driving force behind manifestation is the desire for a better life. And that idea of a better life is entirely up to you. So it's not what your father wants for you to have for your life or your spouse wants you to have or your kids want you to have, but what you truly want. So that's the self-awareness piece of knowing yourself and really stepping back and being like, okay, what if I could have the best case scenario life, what would I love? Not what do I think is going to make me worthy or what is going to have me measure up? But how would I actually want to live this human experience? You know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so how can I have the best human experience possible? And that always starts with self-awareness. But the other thing that many people get tripped up on mm-hmm. is that we don't manifest what we desire. We want to ma- We manifest what we actually believe and what we expect to happen today. So if I want more money, but I'm afraid it's never going to come, I manifest what I believe in, which is that it's not going to come. The fear. And so, yeah, so many times you'll hear the word matching, like vibration matching in the manifestation world. And, And then it's like, okay, well, what am I matching to? Like, what do you mean? Right? So you've got to be what you want more of. So, if I want more love in my life, then my goal today is to match what the feeling of love is. So, how can I be more love today? Have a loving perspective, give more love, you know, say loving things and maybe give more of that love to myself. But it's the same thing with money, then with prosperity. Like, prosperity is the feeling that you have when money is spent. So it's it's not actually the money that we want, it's the feeling of prosperity that we want, that freedom. So then how can you feel today and be today abundance and prosperity as much as you can? And so it doesn't mean go spend all your money. People think I'm gonna tell them to go, go spend all your money. No, 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 but if you are gonna pay that bill today, Pay that bill in gratitude, pay that bill in joy, pay that bill. in I'm so grateful that I have the money to pay for my electricity today. So that's the matching that we're talking about is being what you want in the present moment instead of waiting for it. I'm not going to be love when I find the love of my life. I'm not going to have abundance when my bank account's at, you know, one hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to be that experience today now
1: i know people that i've coached because as a trainer coach you end up being everything to them when you are there helping them move their body and so on and there are some people that just can't get to that place they say i don't know what i want i can't see the future i And I think that has to do with fear or a limiting belief system in who they are based on how they grew up. And that's another part of the work. It's a lot of work. You can't just say, I wish, I wish. And I remember when I was looking for a new studio and um, I was working with somebody at the time and um, I was looking at this (laughs) space and that space and she said, will you just stop and be still? I'm like, I can't, I'm never still, I can't be still. She said, "Well," and she used the word angels. She's like, "You know what? The friggin' angels up there are trying to help you, but you keep moving around, and they can't help you. So will you just sit still?" And when I sat still, it happened.
2: Ah, so <clears throat> this is really, really good. I use the the words. To describe my philosophy people will be like what's your philosophy how would you describe manifestation i say it's spirituality meets personal growth and development so it is transformation which is the personal growth and development piece the becoming the best of yourself piece that's part of it but the spirituality piece is understanding that there are forces there is energy there is things to assist and help you spirit right Spirituality connecting into source energy that will help you if you make room for it. So the spirituality piece is the meditation, the visualization, the feminine energetics. It's thinking about what you would love and in imagining it. And it's also the art of surrender and let. So some of the uh some of the people that's really know,
1: hard, right? The surrender is so hard, right? For
2: those, for those that don't have it as a habit, yes, mm-hmm. right? Like if you don't habitually know how to rest and relax and recover and to let things go and to just have faith, then you're going to want to practice that and learn how to embody that behavior. But that's where the spirituality piece comes in with that personal growth and development. Okay, so what are the thoughts that I can think today that would serve me? what are the behaviors and the habits that I could have that would move me forward from a real spiritual place. And I love the word inspired to be inspired means to be in spirit. Yes. So when you are in spirit, you're allowing that source energy universe, God, creator, whatever language you resonate for your, um, for your life, you're letting that energy come through you. And when you're inspired, it means you're not alone. And you're allowing it to work. So we really, really want to make sure we start in spirit. We then move into the intellectual mind. What what beliefs and patterns can we reprogram? And then we move into the body. How can I move my body differently today? And then that that's the wholeness of who you are. That's how I would, in a short nutshell, describe manifestation in, in my perspective.
1: So in some of the practices, the first thing you say is your focus needs to be on what you desire, not... What do you want to prevent? You sort of touched on that already. And that prevention is that the fear, or not? how
2: can yeah, you explain because, that more? Yeah, because if you're trying to prevent something from happening, it's from an underlying assumption that that thing is going to happen. So that's how you pay attention. You know, uh, my uh, my husband used to work in loss prevention. And now I would never use that type of language. Like, I don't want to prevent right. loss because the very thing that we're doing is anticipating loss. So we want to anticipate, we want to expect, we want to assume that the good will happen. So let's plan for that. You know, people will say, well, you should prepare for the worst. No, uh, that is not in my philosophy. I will never teach you to prepare for the worst. That's literally giving it your attention and your energy.
1: The negative energy, to, right? Yeah, and, we don't want to do that. Yeah, that's very interesting. Okay. Um let some number 2 is let someone else hold the worries and negative energy for you. Can you mm. explain that a little bit more?
2: I think the key to to this is purity of mind. And I have a chapter in my first book becoming the one where I talk about purity of mind. And with purity of mind we are so, we become so attached to what could go wrong for us that we can't see it for what it really is. Like we're inside of it and we're experiencing it, so we can't come outside of it. So, a little strategy that I have had is to keep my mind pure and to give one of my worries, thoughts, or doubts to somebody else to hold it for me to see it from their perspective. And so, what that does is they don't have the attachment to it. So, they will then say, Well, why would you think that that's not going to happen or that's not likely or no, that's not actually true. So what we're able to do is see the thought that we're holding from Mm -hmm. their perspective instead, which nullifies it or neutralizes it. So it's just a little way of gaining perspective, but you've got to do this with the right person. You don't want to do this with somebody who has the same fear as you. who has the same worry as you, that has the same attachment, because then they're going to be like, oh yeah, no, that's worst case scenario is going to happen. We're not going to go there. So this is why making sure that you have in your circle, people that are there to lift you up and empower you that are coming from uh, a more empowered place will do this work for you really well.
1: Yes. And if you aren't used to surrounding yourself with empowered, let's just say women, then it's very hard. Well, as you become stronger, more confident, feeling more empowered, those women will be attracted to you. That's happened in my life.
2: Of course. That's oh, ha- yeah.
1: In the last-
2: yeah, You've got to intentionally put yourself in the room with people that are thinking the way you want to think. Right. And then eventually, like I built a whole community of it. You know, I have thousands of people in my community now that think this way, but it wasn't like that when I started. So I intentionally put myself in those rooms and then built that around myself. So now, can you talk a little
1: get, bit about that? How you put yourself yeah. in other rooms? And I know we're not talking specifically rooms, we're talking about spaces yeah. where you yeah. would be around people with the same mindset. So you had a growth and abundant mindset versus. And yeah. you don't strike me as somebody even when you were in your other job as somebody who had a scarcity mindset but I think you spent a lot of time figure oh, thinking I that did. oh okay yeah. think that if you lost well, no. weight you would be successful right it's it's I hear people say all the time well I want to lose weight because I want a new job I want to lose weight because I want to find a man no no let's work on yourself first and everything else will follow but you have to be patient
2: Absolutely, and All
1: this crap happens in the middle and we're like, no, nope, I'm going to stop. No, I'm going to stop. Yeah. And, yeah. If you
2: continue- well, and putting yourself in the room, right? So it takes a level of self-awareness. So you've got to, so for me, it came from, okay, the people that I'm spending the most time with right now, like my closest friends, the people that I'm in business with the community that I'm a part of, you know what? they're actually kind of negative. And you know what? We kind of gossip about each other a bit. And you know what? We vent about how things aren't going well in our lives. And you know what? People are complaining all the time. And like, I started to see it and notice it, but it was only when I started to come out of that pattern, right? Like when you're deep in the thick of it, you don't think the negative people never know they're the negative people. Like we stand outside and we go, oh my gosh, they're so negative. But if you told them, they'd be like, what? You think that about me? but you've got to start to come out of the program or the pattern to see it. So when, as soon as I started to notice, that's when I was like, okay, I want to make friends with people. They're talking about their wins, that are celebrating, that are talking about success, that are talking about how things are going well in the world and in their life. People that are talking about innovation and empowerment. And I started making online friends with people. I joined a community. You know, even going and working with Bob, I I ended up a part of his community, which was all people that were talking about law of attraction. You know, he would never call it manifestation. But, you know, law of attraction, mindset, work, I really engulfed myself in that. And then it started to become normal to think positive, to think empowerment, to dream big, right. to talk about innovation, you know, so it's, it's important.
1: It's a beautiful thing. Um, the next one is, cause I really want to go through all of these. Don't let the worry passengers drive your positive manifestation bus. I love that. <laughs>
2: What's so good about this is that one of the top questions I get from people is, okay, like my spouse is really negative and they're blocking my manifestation. What do I do? Right. And I'm like, simply believing that they can block your manifestation is giving them the control. So the underlying belief that I have is like, I control my energy. I control my vibration. I am the one that holds all the power. And I'm not choosing to let anyone influence that. So I might experience negativity around me, but I'm not gonna let that bring me down. I also know and believe that the positive vibrations, so positive vibrational energy, will outweigh the negative energy. So I just try to be the light. So I wanna be happy, I'm gonna be grateful, I'm gonna be joyful, and I will influence them to match me instead of me matching them.
1: And if it doesn't happen, then it's toodaloo because I don't know. I'm not saying divorce your husband, not you. I'm not talking about you or anybody else who's listening. But I'm just saying it. It's um, I've dealt with that myself. I'm um, not necessarily with my husband, but with other people uh, that yeah. I had to work with, and it's really hard to separate that and and almost put up that boundary of I'm not going to let that but not even to allow all of that energy to say i'm not going to allow it to come to me right just yeah. keep shedding light on them and try uh, for me i had to just stay out of their space for me it was yeah just too and much. i
2: think i think you can also really really love people but spend less time with them mm-hmm. you can still have compassion you can still wish them the best but not expose yourself as much and so sometimes the energy is like oh we'll remove these people from your life but realistically, some of them are our family members. They're Mm -hmm. the closest people to us. So it's more so having compassion and loving them unconditionally, but just removing your energy a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful. I had that kind of in and out relationship with my mom. So after she passed, I, um, I know I, after she passed, I I did a lot of work. Yeah. My parents are around me all the time. It's crazy. Um, Yeah. Exercise. Let's talk about that. Exercise really is and ought to be your best friend. Tell everyone why, even though they hear it from me every single week.
2: (laughs) So One of the things is that I never saw movement of my body as part of manifestation process, right? So it wasn't anything that I ever thought was important in my life. And I truly believed that exercise had to do with weight loss. So I would see people in the gym in fit bodies working out and I'd be like, why are you here? Because I was the, the pattern in the program that I believed in, I, I was taught through media, through suggestion of the world that to exercise meant to want to lose weight and you would only exercise to then lose weight. Right. So this is the belief I had now. I now looking, looking where I'm at right now and, and looking at this from here is like, how can you not manifest a long, sustainable life of freedom without moving your body to keep it active to keep it going. So I say in my community, we say that we are here together for eternal forward motion. So that means we want to always be moving forward. So exercise is such a divine and beautiful way of every single day, moving your body forward, and not to release weight, not to burn calories. But the simple act of movement and moving it forward it's actually the movement of energy as well you know it's putting that energy into motion and so this past year uh, i've been working out with a personal trainer now for over a year and we've worked out three to four days a week and the old me used to say i don't have time for that but i have just spent a year and a lot of hours on this and you make time for the things that make a difference in your life and this physical exercise is adding years to my life, and I know that. And if that's not a reason to manifest, then I don't know what is
1: right. And again, it's not for weight loss, it's for health maintenance, it's just for sustainable, healthy body. I find it to be my form of meditation. You know, mm-hmm. not only am I, and I, I didn't realize how strong it was making me mindfully until I went through my divorce like 21, 22 years ago, and I thought. Holy shit, I am stronger than I thought—not just physically, but mentally—and that's what helped me get through such a rough time. I have to figure yeah, out what that. I don't.
2: Well, and I and I think too for myself. Like I do it for my mood. I do it because yes. I enjoy it, and. Um, Listen, I convinced myself I liked exercise because I told myself I hated it for much of my life. So I sat down last January and my word for the year was health. And I wrote down what belief could I have that would serve me, that would help me become my healthiest. And I wrote down that I love to exercise and I did not believe it last January at all. I was like, nope, I hate it. But I can tell you right now today, the woman I am, I love it. I enjoy it. On my birthday, I was like, what would I love to do today? I would love to work out. Okay. So when it comes
1: to money, when it comes to living in the body that you feel light, buoyant, strong, and for finding love, did I say love already? Money, love, your physical fitness, okay? Your body. Yep. Yep everybody listening wants that. Everybody wants more money, less stress, right? They want to be in love. They want to find that that person for them. And they mm-hmm. also want to feel really terrific in their body. What is the first thing? What are five steps they can take right now to start changing things?
2: Oh, this is really beautiful. So the first thing is to Uh, become self-aware always. So what is it that I actually want? That's the first thing. Map it all out. Create a list of exactly- What if they don't
1: know what they want?
2: Well, that's your ego telling you you don't know. So then what I would say to you is, if you said to me, I don't know what I would want, I would say, well, what if you do? Mm. And then you would say, okay, but I don't. And I would say, so if you had to guess, maybe- What would you want? Because you're just putting up a block with the ego. You do know, like, you do know what brings you joy in your life and what doesn't. You do know what you would ideally like to do if you could. And so sometimes it's about removing the lid off the jar. Like, okay, if you could go on a vacation right now, where would you go? And that's, well, I can't. I don't have the vacation time. No, no, no. But if you did. Where would you go? And something will come through. So it's really trusting what will come through. And then after you've decided what it is that you want, you then ask yourself, so when I have it, what does it feel like? Hmm. When I have it, what does it feel like? And so what I'm asking you to do there is to realize what the match is. So when I have it, I feel free. When I have it, I feel light. When I have it, I feel strong. When I have it, I feel abundant. When I have it, I feel joy. I feel happy. So what we're essentially doing then is creating the list of all the feelings that you want to strive to feel today. Because feeling like you don't have it, feeling like something's missing, uh, being in fear, worry, doubt, being in displeasure, ungrateful, complaining, venting, gossiping. It's not a match to what you just said you want. So then you've got this list. Okay, so today my goal is to be as happy as I can today. My goal is to X, Y, Z. Then once you've done that, you want to practice being. And this is really, really important because not many people will do this. So I say that I want to love exercise, right? So you're writing
1: writing it down and now you're putting it into action. Absolutely. Okay.
2: So how can I be somebody who loves exercise today so when i wanted to change that belief of loving exercise i then had to say okay so a woman who loves exercise what would she do right now i started walking for 10 minutes a day that's it so that was i didn't go okay i'm gonna hire a personal trainer right now and work out every day and go all in i just said a woman that loves to move her body that loves to exercise would enjoy a daily walk so I started walking 10 minutes, then it became 20 minutes, and it became 30 minutes, you know, and so it was this progressive thing, but it's practicing being the state that you desire to actually be in um, is really important. That And embodiment is a word that I use in my, um, in my philosophy a lot, because to know something and to be something is very different. Explain to know something is to know something is in the conscious mind. So I know that eating healthy would help my body to last longer versus being somebody that eats healthy is completely different, and has two completely different uh, experiences. Um, you know, it's like the knowing doing gap, I know what I should do, but I don't actually do it. So right. I teach people how to pr- practice being it practice embodying it. The old older language would say act as if Like act Mm -hmm. as if you have it or act as if you are. But I feel like that keeps you actually further away because acting means that you're pretending we're not pretending we're assuming the identity. Like I assumed the identity of a healthy woman. And so how can I practice being her? I assumed the identity of a wealthy woman. How can I practice feeling wealthy every single day? How could I practice that? And so that really moves you into the embodiment. And then the the other piece is to really, really tap into spirit and energy and allow it to flow through you. So spiritual practices like meditation, like visualization, um, journaling, uh, anything like that that allows you to feel your oneness are really important. So this is the let, this is the surrender, this is tapping into faith. So faith is... To me, knowing that if I stay on this path long enough, it will take me to my destination. Not seeing the map, not know, not knowing where that path is going, but just knowing if I stay on it, I will get here. So for, for health, like I know staying on this health path now, it's going to lead me to longevity. There, there's no other option. So um, that faith piece is really big. And then it's really, really moving the body differently. hmm So you can't continue, you know, every act is an act of self-definition. So everything we choose to do or not to do further self-defines who we are being in that moment, right? So if you decide that you um, are a night owl, okay, you're a night owl, but you'd like to start making up, waking up early in the morning, you will continue to reinforce the identity of being a night owl the more you stay up late. So there's got to be a moment where you say, I'm going to go to bed early tonight and I'm going to self-define as somebody that goes to bed early tonight. And then maybe the next night it's late again, but then you do another early night and another one and eventually you will see that you're a morning person. How do I know? I, I, I wasn't and I am now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Oh, I, I'm like, are you living in my head? Because this is the thing that I work on all the time is Jody go to bed earlier. And now my husband's like, What are you doing? I said, I'm going to bed. It's 10 o'clock. If I stay up past 10 o'clock, I'm going to be up until two. So I'm going to see myself as somebody where it doesn't connect in my brain yet because my brain is still saying, You're a night person, Jody. You're a night person. But now I'm waking up earlier. I had to wake up early all the time when I had my studio, but waking up earlier and and I'm more productive and I like myself better, quote unquote, better because I'm doing what I said I was going to do. So now that makes me feel more confident that I can go bet to bed earlier and wake up with all this energy and get more shit done.
2: Yeah. And you know what I would say to myself as I'm getting ready to go to bed early? Man, I love going to bed early. Oh, I really love it. And I love waking yes. up early. Like, and I just tell myself these stories. Like, and and right away I notice in my own head, like I remember when I first hired my trainer, I, I would think to myself, I hate this. Like right. I hate this move right now. Right, like, right, right. Oh. And then, you know. I learned to switch it. So as soon as I'm about to say, I hate this, I actually say, oh, I love this. You know, even if in the moment I'm not loving it, I will say, I love this. And I will even say, I can do this. So before the, I hate this comes out of my mouth, I'm going, I can do this. And I told my trainer and he knows this, Eric, I told him I can do anything you tell me to do. I love it. And I tell him that all the time, because if I don't do that, I'm going into an energy of am I going to be able to do this? Mm -hmm. Am I going to like, you know, and it's intimidating to hire a trainer at first. Like, you don't know, you think that they're going to like yell at you and (laughs) no, I guess, I guess we are a little
1: scary at the beginning.
2: I think it's just, it's somebody telling you to do something that you aren't used to doing. So it's uncomfortable, but I went into it in the attitude of I'll do anything. I can do anything you tell me to do. So now it's like, Okay, what you got what do you have next for me?
1: Yeah, that's such a great attitude. What about women? Let's just talk about women here. not that I don't love men, but let's just say on women um who are trying to find love
2: mm. what
1: how do we change that energy? What do they do? What can they work on? you know, I would say to people who are looking for love, you know, picture the person that you want to be with like see him like, Tell me, does he have brown hair, red hair? Is he bald? Does he have a mustache? Is he, you know, all of these things. What does he do for a living? But, you know, I'm not you. So what what do you say or how does somebody get there and they've become self-aware enough to write that down and manifest it or see it for themselves?
2: Yeah, I... I think the most important thing is to ask yourself what it is that you actually desire in your life and outside of what the world tells you you should desire. Mm-hmm. You know, like looking back, I, you know, I was married uh, for 17 years in my last relationship. We have two beautiful daughters together. I was and married uh, for 17 years too. Oh, there you go. And, uh, and so now, now I'm a single woman after uh, almost 20 years of being in a relationship with someone. And when I look back at it, and I look back at my journey in terms of my relationships, it was very much led by this paradigm and this pattern of, you know, graduate from high school, go to university, find a man, get married, get a job, have your kids. Right. And so I followed that. And then now at 41 and being single, it's like, okay, so what's the path now? You know and i think about i was i was with some some women doing a vision board party here in la last weekend and a lot of them were putting engagement rings on their on their vision boards and i was wow. like well, oh, that's not where i'm at you know yeah. that's not that's not actually what i seek like it's not something i would put on my vision board so for me it's been like well what is it that you really do want and what would be your ideal relationship is it companionship is it marriage is it you know living together is it you know, we, we've heard about um, Cameron Diaz, separate bedrooms, you know, like, mm-hmm. right. what is it that you seek in your heart, you know, and allowing myself to really ask myself that question. I have absolute clarity now and I know what I do want for my life and what I do want for my next great relationship or love or whatever that might be. So that was the first thing. The next thing then is to ask myself, okay, and how do I want that relationship to be the specifics? So I want us to get along. I want there to be passion. I want there to be love. I want there to be intellectual connections, spiritual, physical. I want us to inspire each other and grow together. And so I'm not talking about a specific person. I'm talking about the relationship between the two of us. How do I want that to be? Then I go into, okay, what type of person would match that? So, Is it somebody with this physical appearance? Is it somebody with this drive and motivation? Is it someone primarily in the masculine energy or have a bit more feminine? You know, and then I I start to build out this vision for what I'm looking for. And then the last thing to do is ask myself, am I a match to this? Because if I have this, if I have this feeling within myself that You know, I, I, I've been in a relationship before had lots of fighting. I have a family that has lots of fighting, but I want a calm relationship. Do I have the patterns within me to build and to create a secure relationship? Or am I just going to bring that fighting pattern over here? Right. And so there's, there is personal growth and development work to do that all stems with you. Then once I'm my most secure self, confident self, I love myself and I love my life. I'm open to receive. And you know what? And and does it happen?
1: Like for me, it happened where it just, I didn't wake up one morning and go, oh, I'm this different person. It just started. I just started attracting. So like when I got divorced 21 years ago, after being married for 17 years, I thought I was dumb. I didn't know I was attractive. I, I was told by my ex-husband, I had too many muscles, um, I never got a compliment. Mm -hmm. And then I went out on the dating world, good old match.com back then. And I was told by men, God, you're so smart. You're funny. Um, You're so fit. Uh They didn't use words like you're so fit back in 2002, but things like that. And I started, not that I needed it from other people, but it definitely helped what I was trying to put out there. And then when, you know, it was just an avalanche of people coming into my life um, until I met somebody, but it's, it's, what do you tell people that you coach? I'm sure a lot of them say, well, when is this going to happen for me, Kathleen? Like I need it to happen tomorrow. Right. I don't, I don't want to waste any more time. I'm, I'm 70 years old. I gotta have
2: this happen now. Yes. Well, this is the attachment. And so one of the biggest things with manifestation of any kind, whether it's money, relationships, health, business, whatever, uh, you have got to stop attaching yourself to the outcome. Because the more attached to you are to it, the further away from it you will be. So in the dating energy, you know that if a man will feel and a a woman will feel from a man when that energy is too needy. If it's needy, it's not attractive. Right? So, so I want you, but I don't need you. That's the energy that we want to be in in all of our manifestations. Um, I did some mentorship this year with Neil Donald Walsh, the author of conversations with God. And he said something to me one day on one of our one-on-one calls and it was so brilliant. He said, Kathleen, it is a preference, not a requirement. Mm -hmm. And that sentence was like, oh this is good so when when you are out there and you are wanting to manifest love into your life please let that be a preference in your life and not a requirement for your happiness Mm. and then when you meet somebody and you think that that somebody matches what you want and you're enjoying yourself and you so badly want it to be what what you hope it is please remind yourself that it's a preference and not a requirement And so if you stay in that energy, it's the lightness. It's not the grasping tightly. It's the touching lightly. So the art of detachment is key, especially detaching from time. We've created this thing called time that we now attach ourselves to, and we feel like it's running out. And so if you feel like something is running out, you're losing time, you're in that energy and that energy is not good. So tell yourself, I've got all the time in the world.
1: Yes. I love that. I love that, I and mean, do you feel that that same attitude goes towards making money?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the people that have the most money in the world are not attached to it; they don't need it. And so, people say, "Well, they don't need it because they have it." But then, how did they get it? Right. And so, prosperity consciousness. This is uh, something that I teach. I have a whole eight week course on it. So it's, it's all about tapping into this new energy. But prosperity consciousness is knowing that money is an infinite resource and supply that is available to you. You can access it at any time and you can open yourself up to receive it. And so I liken it to water. You know, for us, we have the experience in our lives that we can just go to the tap and turn it on and get more water. So I don't drink this glass being worried that every sip I take is close is taking me to emptiness. You know, so I know that I I take a sip and I have a sip enjoying it, knowing I can fill it back up. Same thing with money. There's more. Yeah. It's the same thing with money. We just don't believe it. So then we limit it and the way that we behave. So we're telling the water every day. There's not enough. There's not enough. There's not enough. We have to savor it. We have to hold it. We can't we can't. And so we're creating that energy and that resistance. Mm. And so even with water, people will say, well, water doesn't. It's not the same. You can't compare it. There's people in the world that do not have access to clean drinking water like we do. So it is not a resource issue it is a mindset issue, which then creates a physical experience issue. So it is all about your thinking. It's all about your patterns and your programs. Detach from the need. I would love more money, but the amount that I have today is very, very good. And I'm grateful for it. Thank you. Even if it's 10 bucks, that's the energy that we want to be in.
1: Do you think that it takes a special person? Do you, do you feel that you have a gift And do you feel that there are people in the world that had this gift of manifestation more so than maybe others? Or can it be taught to everyone?
2: No, it's absolutely something that we all have. It is part of the process of life. It is part of who we are. You are manifesting in every moment in this second right now with the thoughts, the feelings and actions that you're putting out there. So you don't turn your magnet off. It's always on. So we want to consciously manifest what we want i do believe i'm very very powerful i believe that i am a manifesting expert and i believe that i can manifest uh in an instant like that instant manifestations Mm -hmm. but i don't believe that i have a power that no one else has i think everyone has this power so your ability to believe that about you is a belief that i would have and i'm just a beautiful example of an everyday woman a nurse living in Canada, who has taught herself through learning through mentorship and courses and books and all these people, how to harness her own power. So what if you put your focused attention into harnessing yours, instead of to trying to learn new skills and understand this and understand you
1: and understand this power that you have that's within you. And I think everybody has that power. Everybody just has it. Like you said, they just have to harness it. Absolutely. We only have a few minutes left. If you could leave our listeners with maybe one or two things that you want them to focus on that will help them maybe get closer to their goals, maybe it's self-awareness, but maybe one or two things that you can leave them with and how they can get in touch with you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, today's a beautiful day for me. It's January 11th, and 1-1-1 is my spirit sign. So, 111, I see everywhere. I've wanted a necklace. Um, it's everywhere in my life. I see it multiple times a day. And it is just spirit reminding me that I'm on the right path and that I'm meant to do what I'm meant to be doing, which is this. And so, today we've decided to release my book, The Best of Yourself. Um, and it is. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's my second book. And this one is about how to manifest your dream life through you, through personal growth and development and spirituality. So I would say to start studying yourself. And that book might be a thing that'll help you. I mean, for, I think it's like $30, um, you get this beautiful hardcover book that has journal prompts at the end of every chapter. Uh, So for you know, as little as 30 bucks, you could literally transform your entire life Mm -hmm. through that book. So I would start with that. But the most important thing for you to do is to become self-aware, understand yourself, decide who and what you want to be and every day practice being it. So if you want to be a confident person, say, how can I be more confident today? How can I be it? You know? And then I would say to be more focused upon what you would want than what you have. So. I'm focused upon what's coming and what's on its way, and I'm excited for it. But I'm not focusing upon what was and what is, mm-hmm. but what is about to be. And that's Oof. a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful way to anticipate all the greatness on its way to your life. Um, I think a lot of us have been taught to anticipate what could go wrong. But I sit here in that best case scenario energy as much as I can. Oh, this has
1: just been a beautiful time with you. I. How can people reach you? I'm so glad that we've connected.
2: Me too. Me too. Yes. I uh, Instagram is probably the best place, Kathleen Cameron Manifests. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. And then I have a podcast too called The Manifested Podcast with Kathleen Cameron. Uh, everything is manifested. And we're not manifesting. And once you understand the difference between those things, that's the secret to it all.
1: Thank you so much. The name of your book, again, leave it with us.
2: Okay. The Best of Yourself.
1: The Best of Yourself, which is being released today. We can find it anywhere, right?
2: Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Indigo. Yep.
1: Okay. And for everybody listening, thank you so much for joining us. You can find me anywhere on any social platform at Jody Harrison Bauer. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We have a five-star rating. I appreciate everything about you. And until next week... Go live your most fearlessly authentic week, everybody. Bye-bye, and I'll see
0: you next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison-Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And unlock the keys to a more powerful you.